ultimately, just keep reminding yourself this. You can be the juiciest peach in the world, but there's still going to be someone out there who doesn't like peaches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Trang Nova podcast, the podcast for women who know they're made for more. For those who are hungry to fulfill their life's purpose and potential and build their dream business of impact while living their truest and fullest life of freedom and fulfillment. My name is Trang, mentor and speaker and your host for the show. And today I am talking about how you can stop shape-shifting and keep your authenticity on social media. So this episode is going to be relevant for you, whether or not you are running a brand or a business on social media, or you just post personally. Um, I am going to be giving a lot of examples through the lens of business and branding, but you could argue that even if you just post on your personal account about your own life, you are in a way a personal brand. You know, maybe you're not monetizing or, or actually turning it into a business, but you are still a personal brand. So this episode is still going to be relevant for you. Now to kick things off, let's imagine something for a second. And this concept was first shared by Simon Sinek, the author of Start With Why, and he calls it the salary test. I love this concept. I share it all the time. So imagine for a moment that you are hosting a dinner party. Now, for one reason or another, you've never hosted a dinner party before, but you want it to be really good. So you ask around with friends and family who've all hosted fabulous dinner parties before what you should serve at this dinner party. And they all say different things. One person says that you should have pizza. Pizza's always a crowd favorite. Another person says you've got to have salary. You know, balance out that, that pizza and give yourself some hydration. Someone else says that you should have ice cream. It's a great dessert and it washes down the pizza. And your final friend says, you got to have fruit. You know, fruit is a great thing to snack on before the pizza is served. So without knowing what you should serve at your dinner party, you take on everyone's suggestions. You don't question it. You just take it on. But now there is a problem. Because what happens is when you go to the supermarket, you're all over the place. You're like, oh, okay, I need to get some pizza. I need to get some salary. It takes longer to actually gather what it is that you were doing. Not only that, but you are feeling confusion because last minute someone else says to you, hey, like, why are you not serving garlic bread? Like, like as if you don't have garlic bread as a um, appetizer to your, to your pizza. So then you, you feel confused and you feel like maybe uh, insecure that your dinner party isn't going to be good enough. So you go out last minute, get some garlic bread. But then after the dinner party's finished and you're talking to someone else and you're telling them about how good your dinner party was, they're like, what? You didn't have wine at your dinner party? How could you not have wine with the pizza? And then you're filled with regret and you know even more insecurity because you're like, did I just did I just miss a crucial ingredient to a incre- an incredible dinner party? And then you just end up feeling fatigued, you know, taking on everyone's advice. Not to mention when people are at the checkout um, or in the queue at the checkout and you're purchasing all these items or even when your dinner guests are eating, you serving pizza, celery, ice cream, fruit, there's quite a diverse mix of foods there and there isn't really any consistency in theme versus a different scenario 
where you knew what type of dinner party you wanted to host. You wanted to host a healthy dinner party. You're still not sure exactly what you should serve, so you still ask around, but this time you get to discern which people's advice you take on versus which people's you don't. So they'll still tell you that you should get pizza, celery, ice cream, and fruit, but this time you you discard the suggestions that you should have pizza and ice cream, and instead you just take on board the celery and fruit suggestions. Now, when you go to the supermarket, you know exactly which sections to go to, you know, the fruit and veg section. Whenever anyone says to you, oh my gosh, like how could you not have pizza at your dinner party? You can be like, hey, I I understand what you're saying. Like pizza can be a really great addition and there can be many great additions to this dinner party, but this is a healthy dinner party that I'm serving and I know exactly what has a place and what doesn't have a place. You remove the self-insecurity, the self-questioning, any regret, any fatigue. And then when you're at the checkout and people in the queue look at the foods that you put on the conveyor belt, um, and when you're actually hosting the dinner party and you have your guests over, they will see exactly what type of dinner party you are hosting, a healthy dinner party. It is clear and there is no question about it. And that allows them to trust you even more. They know exactly what values you hold and that you are able to honor and stay consistent to that concept and that idea. The reason I tell you this story is because this is relevant to social media. Think about it. In our current fast-paced, competitive world of social media, there are so many different brands, so many different trends that we can easily fall into the trap of shiny object syndrome and constantly be jumping from trend to trend, taking on what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is advising for us to do on social media. But then what happens is we end up being such a shapeshifter that one, we are left being confused. We are left questioning ourselves and feeling fatigue because we don't even know what we are doing on social media. And then two, Everyone else looking at our brand and our business on social media, they have no idea what they're going to get from us because there's so much inconsistency. There isn't any, um, there isn't any pattern or theme. So people don't know what they're going to get from us. And that causes distrust and ultimately poor brand loyalty. So if we want to stop shape-shifting and we want to keep our authenticity on social media, then what we need to do is we need to start with our specific intention for showing up on social media. Have that clearly laid out. Just like if we were to host a dinner party and we were to be clear that we want it to be a healthy dinner party, then we can stick with that. And that intention is going to guide all of our decisions, what we say, how we show up, what we do. And when we have that specific intention for social media, an intention that's aligned to us, and then we stick with that, then we get to walk forward with conviction and with our head held high no matter what. You know, even if someone gives you advice, even if you get conflicting advice, even if someone judges you, then you don't fall into the trap of self-questioning and fear of judgment. You can be confident in your decisions and your path. And also from a business and branding perspective, it is 
very helpful because the consistency and the theme of what it is that you are sticking with is going to shine and that's going to help people trust you. It's going to help with people trusting you more and then there will be more brand loyalty and in today's world with AI and robots, loyalty and deep trust is the golden key. <laughs> like that is what is going to set you apart from others. What I'm going to share with you now are a few questions that you can ask yourself, a few exercises that you can do that will help you discern and identify your intention on social media or your brand on social media. And this is actually part of a full branding style guide and a social media plan that I share with my clients. Um, It is a comprehensive process that we won't be able to go through today. Otherwise, we'll be here for like three hours. Um, But I'll share with you five key questions for you to ask yourself that will allow you to be able to recognize and be clear on what's true to you, you know, your authentic path so that whenever you do post on social media, you can run it against these, um, you know, these Uh, these themes or these patterns of what's true to you, you can check what it is that you're doing and see if it's actually aligned to your truth. Or are you just chasing the next trend or chasing the next shiny object because someone else has done it and they've gotten a lot of engagement or they've got a lot of followers. So to start with the first question, what you're going to ask yourself is what is your archetype? Like, what is your true archetype in real life that you would like to convey on social media? What do I mean by archetype? Well, archetype is a universal character that is understood by people of all cultures, you know, religions, countries, and there are consistent traits in these characters. So, for example, see if this archetype that I am and I convey on social media is something that you can recognize. So on social media, as um, you know, like through my personal brand and my business, I am an inspirer and an empowerer. That is who I am. I hope that you can see that. I'm also a mentor. I'm also a coach. I'm also a friend. Right? Like if you look at my social media, and if you know me in real life as well, like I'm so big on empowerment. Like I froth it. <laughs> I have to pull myself back sometimes and just like not turn everything into an inspirational or an empowering conversation. I sometimes just like need to just talk shit sometimes. But yeah, most of the time that's who I am. And then sometimes I'm just a friend as well. And like you'll see that because I'll have empowerment, inspirational content. I'll have educational content. But then also I'll just have content that validates what you're experiencing. Content that shares with you behind the scenes of what I get up to. And I love to show that because that's true to me. Like if you meet anyone in my life, they'll tell you that I'm generally an open book because I love to share stories and experiences and laugh about things that we can relate with each other because, you know, we're all going down this path of the human experience together. So if we can share that experience and feel like we're not alone, then that is what helps connection. So you can ask yourself, what is your archetype? in who you are, and then apply that to your social media. Because remember, social media, when done authentically, is simply an extension of you. 
So what is your archetype? Like, are you the jokester in your friendship group? Are you always cracking jokes? There are heaps of those people on in social media. They're just constantly putting out um, hilarious content. Or are you a teacher, you know, educational, or are you a coach where you're inspiring people but also keeping them accountable? You know, like, who are you? So that's the first question. What is your archetype? The second question is your tone of voice. You know, what is the tone of voice that you are going to portray? So for me, my tone of voice is a tone of warmth, of empowerment, of energy, of genuine genuine love. And this is something that I've recognized in myself, but also it's the feedback that I've gotten. It's what everyone tells me that I am consistently putting out there and that's what attracts them to reach out to work with me and that's what um, keeps them working with me is my warmth and my genuine energy. So that's just true to me. And that's what I'm like in real life as well. Um, a lot of people say that I like, I'm, um, I, I'm very contagious in my energy and I lift people's energies up, right? So checking what your tone of voice is, you know, are you someone on social media who's going to be like that? Or is it going to be different? The third thing for you to ask yourself is what don't you do on social media? So be clear on what you do do, you know, your archetype, your tone of voice, but also what don't you do? For me, um, I never bash or talk down about other people or other industries on social media. I rarely do that in real life. Like it just doesn't feel good to, to do that. And I don't need to be focusing on that I'd, I'd rather inspire or help them be better if I don't agree with what they're doing. So I never bash others on social media. Um, I also currently don't really do any lip syncing or any dancing type reels. Um, it's funny I say that though, because I dance a lot and there are plenty of reels of me dancing, but it's, it's footage of me dancing at like a music festival or at an event, like at retreats where we have dance parties, but I'm not dancing for the camera for reels as much. And these are just things that it just isn't really something that I'm interested in. Like if someone else does it all for it. And that's a the thing. There are brands out there that are constantly bashing other figures or other influencers. And that is maybe what actually makes that brand. It what's, It's what gets them viral and what's what gets them a lot of engagement. But it would not be true to me and it would be really confusing for my uh, audience if out of nowhere I started just copying that bl blindly and started bashing other figures or other um in industries same as um the, the reels right like i have the type of reels that i do and the type of the reels that i don't do it's just not me so if you want to do those type of reels then go for it and that's what is so incredible about branding and about social media like we are all so unique and that's why like i don't see anyone as competition because what you offer and who you are and what you are is just so different to me. So we're not even really racing in the same race. So being clear on what you don't do on social media. Now, the fourth thing for you to identify is your values. This, like I, I should have put this first. I mean, this is in no particular order, but values are so crucial to understand because our values are the overarching um, kind of guiding star that informs us to how we think, how we act, 
the decisions that we make, how we how we show up, what we do, it informs all of that. And when we are act out of integrity and we are not acting in alignment to our values, it is clear to people. You know, people are smart these days. They can sniff um, people who are out of integrity from a mile away. So getting clear on what your core values are as a human and then extends that to your social media. So for example, one of my values is authenticity. I am so big on that. And you'll see, like, if you if you're listening to this episode, you know that that is big, right? Like this whole episode is about authenticity. My social media is authentic. Um, I, I show footage of me being serious and and speaking on stage, but also times where I'm just being silly, times where I look silly, times where I'm just having fun and I'm, I'm showing a more loose side of myself. I don't need to shut that in a box and hide that away. And it's interesting because last week I actually posted a reel talking about this, how personal branding is about you and you can show all parts of you, all the different shades of you from your professional side, your serious side to your loose side, to maybe your sensual side, to maybe your adventurous side, like whatever it is, right? And I actually did get a message from someone in response to that reel where they were like, this is ridiculous and this is unprofessional. And it's kind of funny because they they sent me that message and it's like, well, that's actually kind of the point here. You know, that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, I am a personal brand. I get to show all different sides of me. And guess what? I can be professional. You know, when I am speaking at a corporate event or when I'm on the TEDx stage, you bet that I'm going to be uh, showing up in the way that is the right time and place for that event. But I also have other parts to me because as humans, we're pretty multidimensional and and people are craving to have that permission to show more of themselves and not to be suppressed and like boxed in. People are craving that more than ever. So it, it it's sad that, you know, the the message of, of being boxed in is still being circulated. And I think that just comes from a, a wounded place. But anyway, point is. Point is, um, even though I got that message that, you know, what I was posting was ridiculous and unprofessional, it didn't phase me, right? Like if I wasn't convicted and if I wasn't confident in my values and my brand and what I'm putting out there, then that message could have put me back into a little box. Like I could have been like, okay, you know what? Like maybe this isn't right and maybe... Uh, maybe people don't want to see this and then never post me having fun and me laughing and me being silly ever again. And how sad would that be? But no, you know, I just understand that that's not for that person and not everything is going to be for everyone, but I know what's true to me and I know what my values are. So going back to the salary test, when you are clear on your values and you abide by them, then no one else can touch you. It's like if you know that you are um, an honest person and someone comes at you and and accuses you of being dishonest, but deep in your heart, you know that all you've ever been is honest, then you can't be touched by that person's words. It's like if you were someone who had black hair and someone comes up to you and they're like, oi, why do you have blue hair, bro? You'd be like, what are you talking about? I don't have blue hair and you're not going to be affected by it. 
So knowing with so much certainty and clarity what you are and what you aren't through the discipline of honoring and embodying your values is going to help with the fear of judgment on social media and help you be more authentic on social media. Now, the last thing for you to check in with is like what's true to you in terms of the type of content that you want to put out. So this is part of my social media plan that I I show my clients. There are different types of content that you can put out on social media. So for me, like I said, I like to do a lot of reels, right? I do reels of me speaking. I do video edits. I do simple videos with just like, um, you know, a a big chunk of text on the video. Uh, But I don't necessarily do lip syncing or, or dancing ones at this point in time. I also do text posts. So a post with just a line of text. I do carousels, I do photos with big captions, and those are the type of content, those are the types of content that are consistent with my brand and feels good for me. Um, But not everyone's going to be doing all those types of content. You know, some people have businesses that don't show their face. You know, they're a faceless business. So maybe they don't do any reels of them speaking and they do just do like text posts and carousels and product photos. Um... There are also social media accounts that are just videos, they're just reels, no text posts, no photos, no carousels. So you being clear on what type of content you want to put out is going to help with the consistency, with the brand loyalty and the brand trust. And it's going to help you like be more authentic to what feels good to you as well. Because you're being intentional about not just what content you're putting out, but the type of content that you're putting out. So asking yourself, what feels good for you? Because ultimately, yes, on social media as a brand, as a business, you're often serving your audience. But first and foremost, you've got to serve yourself. Because if you don't even feel good about what you're posting, then that's going to trickle into your brand. It's going to be able to be recognized by your audience. So ask yourself, what feels good for you? And stick with that. You're not going to be able to please everyone. Remember, you can be the juiciest peach in the world, but there's still going to be someone out there who doesn't like peaches, right? Like you can never please anyone. Like going back to that example from before, when I posted that reel Um, of me being myself and me dancing in many different contexts. Yeah, I got one hate uh, message and I wouldn't say it was a hate message. She was quite respectful about it, but still, you know, I got one person who didn't agree with me. And then I had like 10 different people who messaged me specifically saying how they loved that and how I should just keep doing my thing and how that inspires them to be more of them. So point is you, if you try to offend no one, then you're also going to inspire no one. But if you're going to inspire some people by leaving the path of least resistance and doing things differently, then you're also going to offend some people as well. So focus on you and what feels good for you. And then those who need to hear it, who need to see it, will flow to you. All right, fam, that's the end of another episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that this has been helpful for you. Um, I am making an effort for these episodes to be as practical as possible so that you can implement um, what it is that we talk about and make a tangible change in your life. Hope you're having a beautiful week. Go out there and express yourself to the full and I'll see you next week. Bye.